stocks with a little bit of volatility here this week. But as we were making new highs, VIX was static and stuck at 20 anyway. Let's bring in Jim Carson and let's talk about volatility and what he sees happening in markets right now. Senior Managing Partner at Agia Capital. Jim, always good to have you on the show. I want to start by talking a little bit about what's kind of already happened and then get your thoughts on maybe what is happening and what might be coming. So firstly, as we were printing new highs like every day, why wasn't VIX breaking down? Why can't we get through 20 even when we're at records, Jim? Um, it's a supply and demand uh, function here. At the end of the day, uh, a, a lot of the sellers in, uh, in Vol have disappeared after the March lows. Um, there was uh, structural selling at that point. If you pair that with uh, you know, increased demand, both from retail, which has been significant, uh, retail has increased from about five to 25% of options flow on the back of all this fiscal money and, the, and everybody being shuttered in, in indoors. Uh, and, you, and then you pair that with uh, the death of risk parity, as we're seeing today, right? Uh, you know, rates down, uh, market down. A lot of people are feeling pain and have a hard time diversifying. So Vol is one of the few places that you can uh, clearly diversify um, your, your tails. So, you know, it makes for a, a massive supply demand imbalance in the Vol market. And, um, and they're just natural buyers whenever we get down to kind of this 20 type level. Um, so I think that's, those are the primary drivers. They're here to stay. I think a lot of people have been trying to bet against it. Obviously, uh, VRP is, uh, you know, vol, you know, the vol, volatility risk premium is quite high. So, so it, it, you know, it is an opportunity for those that, that are nimble and know how to go in and sell vol properly. But uh, I don't see that floor going away anytime soon. Okay, so largely kind of two things here. One is that there's a lot of people that are still buying call options and stuff that are helping elevate volatility to the upside, but then to your point also lack of supply, meaning that there's just not a lot of great ways to hedge, so people just have to keep buying puts even if they're expensive, if they want protection? Correct, and then you pair with that also institutional buying of vol for hedges, which is uh, increasing because of you know the lack of uh, ability to diversify. Uh, bonds are no longer diversifier. Risk parity is it, it no longer works um, at, at, you know at this bottom floor in rates, and, and with the inflation concerns, uh, you know yields are going higher. So how do you diversify? You know, institutions need to diversify. Uh, retail is 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 bidding up vol um, on the upside. Um, and, and so tons of demand, all the supply is gone. It's a, it's a you know, simple recipe for higher prices. Okay. All right, now what about right now, okay? Uh, we've got a little bit of volatility showing up. Russell's under pressure, NASDAQ same. What do you see when you go through all of the volatility stuff and the charms and the vanas and all that? Uh, what's going on right now? Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate to call this. I, you know, we, for a couple of weeks out, we've been calling this uh, Feb 16th, 17th area as, as kind of an area to be concerned. Um, well, date-wise, uh, like the, specifically these dates, specific specific dates. How come? Very clear about it. Not just that, we called the price. We we called 39.52 as the likely high. So we've been spot on. Uh, the, the reasoning here is, is as you get into VIX expiration, which was last Wednesday, um, a lot of the vol um, that's been supplied on the market expires, um, as well as you're getting, you know, this Friday morning is obviously options expiration as well. Um, so all of the Vana and charm flows that come from dealers in the indexes who are short put, long call, and short stock, they have to buy back all of that 
um, that that short stock into expiration all of a sudden dissipates. And so when that just starts to disappear and has been a primary driver uh, of the up, the push up in, in markets and vol kind of hits its nadir there at 20, as we saw last Friday, 1997, it got to, um, you know, over the long weekend, you come in on a Monday, the market's up. It's a like it's a great uh, opportunity for buying vol and getting short um, kind of the market. That's kind of the, the timing of it. There are a lot of other factors. Those are the kind of the vol indicators. But um, with with VIX at the floor of 20, it, it allows an opportunity for a VIX increase, which will will create the negative effect going forward. Um, obviously. Uh, 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 we've had really bad breadth. Um, you know, the market's been overbought. Seasonality still weak. Um, you know, we uh, we've had considerable weakness because of this duration trade with with rates going lower, uh, with with the Nasdaq and the leaders kind of lagging. Particularly Tesla. There's been a lot of interesting activity there, um, and, and you know. Uh, having it included in the S&P has had its, its effect there as well. So you have, you know, you have quite a few uh, factors that, that made it rational to get some type of a pullback here. Uh, you know, mm. it's easily predictable. The, 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 you know, the question here is, does this have legs? I think there's a decent number of people who probably saw this coming. I think it's, it's structural in a lot of ways, the sell-off. So, um, you know, important to watch for the next uh, week and a half where these, you know, structural Vana and charm flows are, um, you know, at their weakest. Um, if we get a technical breakdown here, it could it could be a lot more than just kind of three, four, five percent. Um, right. But uh, you know, we're we're really looking at kind of that one standard deviation down on the twenty day. If if we if that can hold into by Friday of next week, I, I would expect some decent support and and, and uh, a, you know it would end up being a correction more in time and price, which can be bought into for the spring, especially given the kind of fourteen hundred dollar fiscal checks that'll be coming in early March. Um, I, I could see uh, a real retail. Kind of bid to this thing if it holds up in the next week and a half. But the next week and a okay. half is a time for caution. Uh, it's a, it's a you know time for for defensiveness. Um, and the back mid to back half of the the next week, uh, you know, if things start to stabilize, it, you know, then then it might be time to come in and, and take a look at buying the dip. If not, if we break those technical levels, all bets are off, uh, and you have to kind of uh, be much more cautious there. But uh, but we, we really really could uh, you know get a rebalancing of sentiment here, um, which is much needed. Kind of a rebalancing of overbought, oversold, you know, breadth, et cetera. You know, um, you know, might have a chance to take uh, you know, take over. So, uh, you know, I'm up. You know, cautiously optimistic that if we get to that back half of next week, things will be better. But right now, time for caution, like we've called for um, till till late next week. So it kind of sounds like we're in this uh, uh, just kind of air pocket from a vol perspective. To your point around expiries and such, to kind of put it in the layman's terms, it sounds like there are usually certain institutions or vol players that support markets at some point, but now their support has weakened some during this period, kind of leaving the market vulnerable. Uh, and the levels to come back, uh, Jim, from a technical perspective, isn't there kind of like a pen sometimes where, you know, there is stability unless it breaks past a certain point and then it's kind of like, okay, well, now we get gappy. It sounds like your view is that we most likely won't get there, but you do have some price targets in mind to where, okay, if we do get there, heads up, maybe we do start getting gappy lower. That's exactly right. So the distribution has a fat tail to it to the left, um, but it's it's generally narrower. It's been very narrow because of vol com, uh, implied vol compression into uh, this time period. But, uh, you know, uh, if you if you break away from this local vol where it's uh, the gamma is as highly supplied and start to break towards the tails, things things can get uh, definitely 
messy. Um, you know, I, again, that level that I'm primarily watching on a close is like one standard deviation down to the 20 day, a couple of closes below that. And, and you know, that's a, that's a pretty important technical level. And you can start to get some, you know, trend following, um, you know, sell offs, uh, some risk parity, et cetera, with ball going higher. So th those are, um, that's an important area to watch. Um, but, you know, especially with, you know, the Biden State of the Union coming, uh, you know, in, in the next week and a, to week and a half, um, you know, I think that's, you know, those types of factors can have kind of narrative effects that could break us down, which could really, um, you know, cause some issues. I, again, I would watch Tesla carefully as a, as a sentiment indicator. Ah. Um, if it starts to break down, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's had a lot of negative charm flows because of all that call uh, buying and, and the and the slowdown um, kind of that we've seen there. There's been a, a massive buying of, of, of margin puts over the last several weeks. Um, so if that can hold in, uh, you know, if the NASDAQ broadly can start to show a little bit more strength and, and we get through to the back half of next mm. next week without any technical damage, you know, major technical damage, I think it'll be a time to, to kind of buy into this. But, mm. but um, right now, you know, uh, you know, we'll look for, for to buy tails funded with local kind of uh, more, more local volatility um, to get some convexity in the portfolio. Okay, so as long as you don't start breaking through those levels you point out, then probably view this as a more kind of time correction where we just don't make, you know, rapid new highs in succession for a little bit and kind of use some of the weaknesses buying opportunity. I like the point about Tesla. We were talking about that earlier. But Jim, I did a little armchair vol analysis myself last week. I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on uh, what we were discussing with VIX at 20, because if part of that VIX support at 20 is coming from a bullish sentiment, right, as you point out, it's not all that, right? There's supply dynamics. There are people that just have no other choice but to buy vol as protection. But some of it is coming over the last several months of this incessant buying pressure for call options. So in some ways, if we do start breaking lower in VIX, is it, uh, uh, is it a complex you know, sign? I mean, for some people, we might see VIX drop and they might go, okay, we're in the clear. VIX is finally below 20, things are back to normal. But I don't know, it seems like maybe if VIX starts breaking because there's fewer call buyers, that's not exactly the most bullish thing around. Yeah, the call buying is focused in the in, in the Nasdaq and, and and broadly the the high tech tech flyers. So yeah. um, in the indices, you have the opposite. You have uh, you know actually higher skew than than you've ever had. We're in the 99th percentile for skew. So put buyers are definitely dominant in the indices. Um, and so you know what you could see is in that situation is is a compression of um, you know tech fall uh, into a decline. Um, relative to the indice, you know, the, the broad indices and, and value, which is the opposite of what we've seen. Um, you know, there there is something to that, but that, that said, the calls are that everybody's been buying has are decaying, and the dealers short stock. Uh, you know, the, the, sorry, the dealer the dealer uh, long stock. I apologize. Uh, they, they're having to sell off as those are decaying. So that's kind of part of the driving force of this kind of push lower. Um, you know. It, it, it tends to more likely, uh, I mean, you're alluding to it, uh, kind of tends to support the market as we move away from the calls. Um, and so there is something to that. Again, it's a reason to think there might be some support as we move lower. But um, but again, the index, you know, the, the complex is very uh, unbalanced uh, in general relative to history. There's a, there's a massive long vol flow. Dealers are, are, you know, are definitely short on the wings. And as we saw in March, you know, there's not enough liquidity to support the leverage in the vol market when we start moving lower in a meaningful way. So, uh, mm. you know, I think this market's become really bimodal. You either get, you know, three, four, five percent drops, or you get, you know, uh, you know, twenty. Um, there's not much in between these days, mm. um, and that's that's a function of, of market structure. Okay. 
S&P 500 right now down a percent. One more time, Jim, what's the level you're looking for here if things get dicey? The, the one standard deviation down on the on the 20-day uh, SMA. So that's kind of the one. On a closing basis, uh, two days or so, if we really move past that, that's, that's an area to be uh, to start to be really cautious. Okay. All right. So we got to do a little math. I don't know if you, do you know the level off the top of your head. It's <laughs> the standard it deviation right of the, throw the level out moving average. Wrong, but, uh, okay. Yeah. Standard deviation away from the moving average. Got it. Appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Carson, always good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, OJ. Take Thank care. Thank you. Jim is a senior managing partner at Agea Capital Management.